Yahweh, I thank you for this people, and I thank you for your word and your spirit and your everlasting power, your awesome name. We're so blessed and fortunate to have been chosen by you, Yahweh, and we're thankful for this time and this people, our brothers and sisters. We know that you're working all things together for our good, not just the things that feel right or look good, but all things you're bringing together for the glory of your name, Yahweh. I bless this people and I bless this house. I bless Apostle and Shirley, and I bless the word tonight in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Chris. Let's get hand. Let's see if this mic works tonight. I, y'all know I have like the worst issues with mics. <laughs> it's going to work tonight. Uh, we've had this thing for like three weeks, and I, the first time I spoke, um, Pastor Jeff had asked me, he said, you know, would you rather have a handheld mic or would you rather have a, uh, you know, like a headset? And I said, well, a lot of times I get nervous whenever I speak in front of people, so I don't want people to see my hand shaking on the microphone. So it's like the first time I spoke and I was just like, I was just like, so can I have a headset? Well, it turned out to be an absolute disaster because my wife got on to me. She's like, I was like, well, you know, how'd you feel about everything? And she was like, you know, and I've told y'all before, she pulls no punches. And she said, she was like, well, you know, I would have liked to focus on the word, but I was too busy watching you fiddle with the headset the entire time. So, so we got a new one to hopefully solve that problem and, you know, fix the issue. And then, like Ben says, I, I move my hands a lot and, you know, and talk and obviously drink a ton of water, Dad, so I kind of need those hands free. Um, so, man, this, this past weekend was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was really, yeah, absolutely and we've talked about, uh, just as a staff and, you know, just uh, some of us have just discussed kind of what we took from it. And one of the things that I've taken from it that is, uh, that is just, I think, is incredible. We, you know, when, when Apostle and Shirley, um, you know, finished ministry, finished well, and they, and they, and they started to, um, and, and, and we started to go into something new, we always said that there, there was a finish line met and a starting line into something new. But um, we've almost changed our thought process on that, and there, there was a finishing for them, but as a people, I feel like there was, something was finished or completed this, this past weekend that was almost like a, it's something that I, it's, I really don't have words for it. I mean, you know, Wednesday nights I ramble, I'm just going off of like my thoughts right off, but it was like a starting, a starting line. Like there's so many things that have happened for me personally this week, for others personally this week that are just a reflection of some of the things that were done and that were finished over the weekend. And, and for me, it started right, uh, right after the, the, bridge, the bridge run that we had. And, um, you know, like I, I discussed on, uh, on Sunday, um, one of the words to me about that run was as it pertained to the bridge and, you know, and Pastor Jeff's uh, word on that of, of crossing into something new. But when I, when, when Eva and I ran the bridge and we were going over the bridge uh, on the initial, the initial takeoff, we were, um, we were just rehearsed some old things that I said kind of hovered over us that had kind of attached themselves to us. And, um, and even, even things that, uh, words that we, that we really wanted to see come forth and we believed were going to happen. And, and everything else and kind of, you know, almost mocks you, you know, because you haven't seen those things come to fulfillment. We just spoke to those things and recognized them. We just acknowledged that that has been on us. 
you know, some of the mistakes we've talked about that we make is we, as kingdom people, decide to just ignore it, like say that, you know, we're kingdom people, we don't deal with these things, but the truth is, is that you'll never truly deal with them until you can recognize them, and you can call them for what they are, and, uh, and when, you, when you can stop trying to hide it and cover it up, and you just bring it to light, then that thing can be dealt with, and so as we ran over the bridge, that was a word to us. We just started to speak to those things. We started to just call them out and say, we, we recognize that you have been a, a part of us. We recognize these things as a negative. But when we got to the end of that bridge and we turned around, we started to rehearse the new and what we were walking into. And, 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 and walking a new authority or, like I said, running a new authority of, of just being able to declare uh, in this new time, in this new phase of our life, in this new walk as a gathering um, we spoke over things in this house, and we spoke over things in our life, and, um, and, and called the things that are not as though they are, and, um, and we, it, was, it was an amazing time for us, and, and I've started to see the fulfillment of that just in my own, just my, like, literally just in my own self, and I know many, many others have, have come to me and said the same thing. Um, one thing I, I just felt was, was important um, was not to just you know, a lot of people spoke on Sunday, this past Sunday, and it was incredible, like the words, and, and it, it moved me, it touched me. I took notes on that. I, I've, I've rehearsed those words, and I, I just wanted to, um, tonight, uh, I have a couple things I want to say, but I, I wanted to just, if, if it's all right with you, even if it's not all right with you, I guess I'm still going to do it, <laughs> uh, but go over um, just some of the things I wrote down that people have said. So if I miss anything you know, that someone said, trust me, it still impacted me, but this is what I, this is what I have. And so um, the first one was my beautiful wife, Eva, and she talked about this, this, this terminology to me has, has gotten me since she told me from the very beginning about this, about she told the story about how she felt like, um, how she felt like uh, Yahweh was, was kind of melting her heart towards, or her heart was kind of like melting towards Frank all over again. Um, she had walked through that time of just, you know, he's a two-year-old, and he's hyper and crazy, and he does all these kinds of things, and sometimes, especially, you know, I'm, I, I'm you know, working all the time, and, and she's, she's a, you know, full-time mom with the two boys, and, you know, she's got the little one plus Frank, and he is, you know, literally 90 to nothing until he's asleep, and he, like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, rocking him to sleep, and he's like, Daddy, I don't want to, I don't, I don't. So it just, yeah, I know what she's going through in those times. So she was going through all that stuff and, and just struggling to, to kind of just chill and just, and, and, and she just, you know, you got Leo who's all sweet and cuddly and squishy and just all, I mean, he just, he'll hug you no matter what. And then Frank, who's just running around, you're always having to get on to him. And so she just talked about how Yahweh was melting her heart once again towards Frank and it, but then, so she said, then she kind of drew the correlation. She said that Yahweh's also melting her heart, not towards just her son, but the son. And that, you know, Yeshua was showing himself in, in a completely different way to her. And she talked about uh, the strength and, vulner and vulnerabil vulnerability. Somebody say it for me. Vulnerability. Okay, got it. That's tough. Um, Anyways, but there's, but there's strength in being vulnerable in, in, in the kingdom. When, you're, when your heart, when you let yourself go there and you just trust Yahweh in something, you trust Yeshua in this thing, that, that, uh, that there's strength in that. That's where he recognizes strength when you open yourself up to him and just say, you know, here I am. I trust you with everything. I have all my hope is in you. And, um, and that was beautiful, and I, I, I love that. And, um, and then 
you know, the, the one that's resounding. And I actually, um, I told uh, Damon, I had a conversation with him and Apostle Aaron about um, some of the things that were said. And, and one of the things that, uh, that resonated a lot with Damon was that idea of the Rock of Bay County that Tara brought, which was really, really awesome. And, um, you know, when Tara told me that before Sunday morning service, I was, I was like, she, she goes, Mark, I just had something. I'm just going to give it to you, and we'll just see. I don't have to say it, but I feel like you always tell me to address the people as the Rock of Bay County. And I was like, you know, in my mind, at the, the place I'm at right now, I'm like, you know, I've already, I'm already like dimming the lights here, I'm changing the style of music, I'm doing all these different things throughout the week, and even things behind the scenes that y'all don't see, I'm always changing something, so like anything that seems a little bit like stretch, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's good, let's, uh, whatever Yahweh says to you, you do it, and so she came up here, and that's a, that's a go for her, and so, and I love it, but, um, but it, it has, it's, it's, it's almost like grown on me, the idea of what it is. It's not the, whether you like the name, the Rock of Bay County or not, it's the idea that Yahweh is doing something new, that the, the call expands beyond just this small location. But this Bay County is way hu- bigger than this, and maybe it'll expand again, you know. Um, but I just, I love that idea. So she talked about that, and she also talked about uh, the, uh, you know, she told the story about, the uh, foundation being approved, that Yeshua is showing up because he's not only, the foundation hasn't already, it's not just that it has been laid, but that Yeshua has shown up to approve that foundation for us, for building. And so that is exciting and that's awesome. That resonates with my spirit. I believe it does with you as well. Um, And I've got a long quote here from Henry that was, we have, we have to lift ourselves to a higher altitude to escape worry, anxiety, and fear. First fruits is not about what we give, it's a product of who we are. Seek ye first the kingdom and everything else will take care of itself. We continually give our first fruits to him by who we are and the relationship we share with the Father. Beautiful, because, I mean, it's, it's what we've said a lot lately is this, you know, uh, we keep saying it's a, it's a byproduct or it's a, um, it's just a result of, of our relationship with him. It's not this... Uh, you know, we have to, we, we've always focused on, well, what do we do? What do we, you know, how do we do this? What do we do? And we give us something to do. Uh, Sandy always says, give me something to do. Because in the, in the church age or the old time that we were in, it was kind of like, here's what you do. Here's your blueprint. If you can work this hard or you can say no to these things or you can do this, then you're good. And in this age, it's kind of a little bit more ambiguous, but it's also, it's really simple at the same time. And it kind of challenges us to say that, like, it's not about what you do. It's about the relationship you have with him, and everything else flows from that. So that was beautiful. And Caroline, uh, his wife, said, we are not sowing a seed for a need, but rather out of the abundance. Yahweh is not about addition. He is about a multiplication, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And, and you know, Henry and Caroline will talk a lot about the frequency that, uh, that we are putting out, why certain people are starting to come, why... why uh, you know, we have little, little guys like Owen, that, that beautiful, beautiful boy that, you know, came on Sunday. Just little things like that that I believe we're going to start to see in a greater uh, manifestation. In fact, I really believe that there's a preparation right now. Like when you, like it's almost like Yahweh showing us, like sending little things like this and just sending people here just a little bit at a time because it's time to start preparing 
for, for the harvest. Start, it's time to really prepare ourselves, and we don't want to be caught off guard in, in a way. We need to always recognize what you know, Yahweh's doing. So I, I thought that was beautiful, and I, and I, I love that uh, she talked about that's, that's the frequency that you, know, you put out. That's what they don't, it's not like you put out this marketing plan that just brought them all in. You know, that would only be, you know, superficial. You know, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm a marketing guy. I, I'm not saying that I don't like that kind of stuff. But the only thing to really draw people is that frequency, that presence that we carry here. And so, uh, so she was talking about how Apostle got us out of, you know, talked about getting out of debt and how when you're out of debt, and she's not just talking about financially, but relationship debt and other things, that that attracts, there's something about that. People that have gotten out of debt completely, I always hear them talk about this idea that, you know, it's, it's as if, it's as if money is like an actual thing and it's drawn and attracted to that. It's attracted to those that can get themselves out of that. And that's the same thing with, you know, I think Apostle Todd was one of the ones that brought up uh, relationship debt and other things like that. So um, I thought that was beautiful. Uh, my man, Chris Woods, when he was, when he was up here and he was um, playing, I, I don't know if y'all remember, but I thought this was really cool. That he, uh, he came up here and he said, we've been doing this for a few, few weeks now, this new thing we've kind of been in. He said, but I, I don't know that I've ever felt this stirred in this moment. This is the first time I'm breathless, is what I think you said. And it, you could see it on you. There was just something new in that. And it was, it was really cool. It was, it, you knew something was coming. It changed the worship from the very beginning. And, um, and he was just recognizing that there was something new. And he said, Yahweh is stirring this deep well. And when we gather, it magnifies. Because he was going off of what Caroline said. And he just was talking about as we gather. And that's why I talk about the importance of this gathering. You know, I know there's not a whole lot of us here tonight, but I, I, I want to I speak. I want these people to worship. I want all of us to interact as if there's thousands in here. You know, because, because really, we're, it's not about the people. It's about the Father. That's what we're here for. And, and I just believe that when we gather together, this thing's just magnified. You know, the things that we've inherited in the secret place become magnified when we bring them in corporately. Um, so I thought that was beautiful as well. Everything's beautiful, apparently. Um, uh, so Sandy, Sandy says, you know, she, she quoted, lift me up and I will draw all men to the Father. If we want uh, to evangelize or redeem, as uh, I believe hope, that was her word for evangelism, which I think is it's beautiful. Um, if we want to evangelize or redeem Bay County, we're going to have to lift Yeshua up as the son seated at the right hand of the Father. It's time to release the rivers of redemption. God, I'm, she, she drives me crazy because she just has these one-liners that just blow your mind. Love it. Um, we, uh, and then this was, uh, Alicia, uh, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, Anne, she said, uh, we have, she talked about how she had felt like she was crawling to find this door, and, um, and she said that we, we have found, she believes as a body that we have found the door, and we as a body are beginning to open it, and on the other side of that is Yeshua, um, that he's revealing himself, and we've, we've heard a lot about Yeshua standing up, that he's at the door knocking, and, and so I thought that was, that was awesome. And then Alicia, this one, I know, like, messed some people up. And, it, and it's, it's really, it's how she said, it's like what she said, it's kind of what we've been saying. Um, but you tend to, to think of first fruits as just financial, which we have, or, or not necessarily. Some people don't think of it that way. But, um, but she just came up here and, and she just said, I have something real quick to say. And she just said, I've realized that I am, I am the first fruit. Like, literally, like me, I'm giving myself as the first fruit and, and giving of herself. And, I, 
and it really, it challenged so many people that she probably doesn't even know, but it challenged the hearts of, of all of us to, to realize, like, you know, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's easier to give money. Sometimes it's easier to give, you know, certain things away from yourself because it's almost a one and done thing, right? But being, you're, you being the first fruit changes the game because you're not just ending on today. You don't just give away one time, but you're giving of yourself consistently. You are you are the first fruit, and that was, that was incredible, Alicia. Um, Michael, he talked about there being uh, two things you give, out of, uh, you give out of, and that's self and love. You can either give, of your, give, out, of, give out for yourself or give out of love. Um, and he said, are you sowing into yourself or are you sowing out of an abundance of love? And then he talked about that, you know, and we've said this before, but we've we don't, we, it's not that we need this complicated word. You know, one thing that, that's always kind of been tough for me is we, I have always heard, especially in the transition, this process is like, you know, you're speaking to a mature people. You're, you're speaking to a mature people. So it's basically like, if I'm just going to be real, like I like to be, you're speaking to mature people, you don't have much to say. Everything's been said, you know? Thank you, Captain Obvious. Appreciate it. Um, but the truth is, is that like, you know, I've said this before that we are kind of going back to, and what, what Michael said, I'll say this before I get into why I'm saying this, but he said, he said, we need a simple word. We need to go back to some simplicity and love. And like, you know, sometimes I I told Eva, like, it's, it's tough for me because when Yahweh's giving me things that I feel like are somewhat that bread that we talk about, they're somewhat kind of like you know, you've heard it before, it, it, it challenges me. I'm like, why, can't, why, don't I, why don't I have the, the revelation that are just like these bombs that just everybody's like, oh my gosh, like that was so like blew my mind and everything like that. And it's because that's not what this people needs right now. Like there's a simplicity in the word that we, that we need to receive and, and go back to and not act like we don't need it. Um, uh, and so I... Uh, so I love that, that Michael said, is that, um, you know, that, that we need a simplicity of the word and love. Um, and then uh, Ben, last two are Ben. Oh my gosh, this guy, I love him. He said, Yahweh is looking for you to be unpredictable. He wants, uh, he wants to be surprised by you and what, and what uh, he wants to be surprised by what you do. Um, let there be an expression with the words that you say. And then my, my favorite quote of the night is 10 and 2, let's go, which I thought was awesome. So let's just give Yahweh praise tonight for that. That's just amazing. Um, it, was, it was incredible. These things, and like I said, if I miss something, you know, come and tell me afterwards. I'll say it Sunday. But it was, it was an amazing time and an amazing change. And like I said, there was a finish line met that weekend, this past weekend. I feel like we're going to start to see things start now. There's, there's some things that, um, that I believe had to, had to happen. This was a conversation Joanne and I had. But things are starting to, things are going to start to take place that we've been hoping for, hoping for, for a long time. And, uh, and we're going to see the manifestation as we walk through this. And, and, I, and like we talked about hope, we are expecting, we are trusting Yahweh in that. And I believe that this weekend was important, a vital piece of the puzzle. So um, real quick, I just want to jump into uh, 
into um, this. I'm, I'm actually get excited because uh, Ben, Benjamin, Benjamin, he's going to be speaking uh, this Sunday, and so I'm going to get my preach in now as much as I can. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I love, what I love about going into this time is, I said this on uh, this past Sunday, is that th- I don't carry that weight of having to be the only, the only uh, oracle or vessel of which this comes from, because we all have this, like we are the body. And, and one of the things probably important to talk about, you know, uh, tonight, since this is just, we're, we're core, we're family right now, is, is receiving, receiving people, um, receiving each other. And one of the things that in the very beginning of all of this that I talked to, um, I talked to staff about was, uh, was about um, we cannot let past offenses or past things that we knew someone to be, we just really believe that this person was this way, um, that they are, we've known them our entire life, we've, whatever, whether it's negative or positive, we need to learn to receive each other in this new day, in this new time, in a completely new way. And, and we've said a lot, but I would just encourage you with relationships that you have with us in here as a body to look again, to receive someone again in a completely different way. And don't just assume you know who they are and, and, and what they think and how they do things. One of the reasons I've been so uh, apprehensive and kind of uh, deflected Um, the conversation of, you know, what my title is. You know, everybody asks, well, do we call you pastor? And some people have come up and said, do we call you apostle? And that kind of makes me laugh. But it's like, I, I I I don't say, you know, I understand, and I've said this before, I understand that when you're talking to somebody new or you're inviting somebody or you have to talk, you know, who is that like, you know, just pastor, I'm, I'm a pastor. You can say that, it's fine. But you know, what Apostle Ball did for us, and we talked about him being the found, you know, this fivefold ministry was the foundation. It was for the equipping, and we are in a different place than, uh, that I, than I believe any other house, at least that we're affiliated with, is in. And, um, and to try to receive me based on terminology or title from the foundation kind of limits me, doesn't it? It's kind of and I think each other. So I, I, I just, I, that's why I always say, like, you know, people say, you know, Pastor Mark or whatever. I'm like, it's fine just to call me Mark. If, it, if it's just one of those things you can't, I know some people have said, I can't do that. Like, I can't get past it. I need to address you as Pastor Mark. If that's what's real to you, I might chuckle every time you say it, and it might be a little weird to me, but that's fine. You do what you want to do. I'm just telling you that how I want you to receive me in your spirit is Mark of this house, of this time, until Yahweh shows something different. Um, and so, uh, so I, I, I also want to address the fact that, you know, a lot of people have been saying to me that I almost like, I'm excited now. I'm so excited about inviting people. Like people have started to come and I've started to feel like I can invite someone and, and they almost like feel bad about saying that. And I, I just want to encourage you, like, that's not a bad thing. It's okay to feel that way because we are, it's not like we're getting rid of our, like, who we are and our core values and all that kind of stuff. I mean, those things are, are great, and I've said before, if, you, if, you're coming, if you're coming here because you're like, oh, well, you know, Apostle Ball this, Apostle Ball that, well, like, you might not see the foundation, but you sure will feel it as we go. So it might not be there initially, that initial, like, you know, touch or harshness or whatever you want to say, but, but eventually that's going to that's gonna make itself known. You will feel that on the foundation which we're built. That is... You know, I will 
I always honor and, and, and love uh, Apostle Ball and what he's done for us and, and Miss Shirley. And we, like Chris said, we bless him today. And, but, you know, when, you, when you're building the foundation, it's, it's kind of hard to invite people to see. You know, they can't really see that vision. They can't see the house. They can't see, you know, things. It's just, you know, it's a little tough. And we were in a phase of being equipped. We were in a phase of, of, of te- you know, tearing some things down, you know, and, and, uh, and, and kind of laying this foundation. And, and as we build, as, we're, as we've been approved for building, you're going to see, it is going to be exciting, to, and that's okay, it's going to be exciting. We want to invite people here, but we're not inviting people because we want them to be a part of, of the church. we got to change our mentality of thinking because that would limit us to our conversations always being about the church. Every time we talk to somebody, we well, should come to church. That's fine, the fine conversation, but what we're really inviting them into is something that we're carrying, and that's the presence of Yahweh. And we know that we have it, and when we're so sure that we have it, I mean, that, that thing is, that's exciting to come, to bring people into. It's not to come and be a part of our programs, things that we have. We'll do things that are fun and exciting, but really, it's about inviting them into this presence, and that's what we're feeling. It's not just like we've gotten into something a lot easier and whatever, and it's, you know, all inviting. It's not. It's because we have been approved for building. It's because we did some of the hard things that now our mission is this evangelism, this redeeming, and it's going to be fun, and it's exciting, and it's welcoming. So enjoy that. Don't, don't shy away from inviting and, and doing that stuff. So um, real quick, I'm going to go, and we're going to get out of here quicker than, or sooner than later. But I want to talk about, if you will, if you have your Bible, um, turn with me to Luke 1.39. There we go. Those pages just shuffling there. <laughs> going crazy. Um, so this is a story about whenever, a uh, story you've heard many times, but about uh, when uh, Mary... Um, when Mary uh, finds out that she's, uh, that she's uh, pregnant with Yeshua, that she's, you know, accepted this thing, she said yes, and she's going to see Elizabeth. So, uh, afterward, Mary arose and hurried off to, to the hill country of Judea to uh, the village where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the moment she heard Mary's voice, the baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked, and suddenly... Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she prophesied with power, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others, for your child is destined to, be, to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came in the door and greeted me, my baby danced inside me with ecstatic joy. Great favor is upon you, for you have believed every word spoken to you from the Lord. This part is a little bit less relevant to what I'm saying, but I just love it so much. What uh, Mary's prophetic song is what it says in the Passion Translation here. And it says, and Mary sang this song, my soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. My spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God, for he, has, uh, for he set his tender gaze upon me, his lowly servant girl. And from here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is his name. Mercy kisses all his godly lovers from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes he tears 
from their thrones, and he lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will always be filled, but the smug and self-satisfied he will send away empty, because he can never forget to show mercy. He has helped his chosen servant Israel, keeping his promises to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Um, I spoke about, I mean, probably two years ago, and we all know that I have a horrible timeline here, but I believe about two years ago um, that about recognition, this word that Yahweh had given me about recognition, the difference between recognition and discernment, because in a in, in years past, and what we've always talked about is discernment, and I'm not convinced that discernment as a whole is completely bad um, and that that's wrong, but I feel like how we've received it in a lot of ways is almost looking for the negative thing to disqualify whatever we're trying to be joined to or it's trying to be joined to us. It's kind of a thing of like, how can, what is it that's wrong? What do I discern about this situation that makes me feel uneasy so I can move into, uh, or so that I can move away from it? And I believe that in this time, what Yahweh is showing us is recognition, that we, that it's, it's more of a spirit thing, and it's actually more of a positive thing. It takes the external factor, the things that we see and that we, we kind of filter through our mind, and just we're able to see what's on the inside. And what, the reason I read this story is what I think about with Elizabeth is, uh, you know, I know a lot of times the story is told from Mary's perspective, but from Elizabeth's perspective, Eva says a lot of times, like, I... What if I didn't recognize Yeshua walking in the room? You know, like, what if that, what if that recognition, what if there's a presence, you know, here, and he, and he came in, like, you know, if we really were, were true with ourselves, back in the day, I mean, he doesn't look like this white-bearded, glowing man coming up. If he was, you know, if we're just talking about historically, he probably looked a lot like what we're scared of today as, as, an, as an American culture. We are. I mean, it's, it's true. I'm not saying that in a way like that we shy away from. And we, so would we recognize, would we really recognize him being the Messiah, being Christ, you know? Or would we let our mindset of things past, past offenses, things that we see as natural things, uh, take our discernment and say, oh, we don't need to be a part of that, you know? And I think this goes into we're receiving people because if you carry something, if we have been so uh, intimate with the Father, that we carry that presence within us, that presence leaps when Yeshua comes. That that thing kicks. It recognizes in someone else. And sometimes we wouldn't be able to see that with our own eyes because it might even be someone that we knew, right? It might be someone that we're familiar with that, uh, that I've never seen them carry it before. And honestly, if I, if I saw them come in in the natural, you know, Mary... She was a virgin. She's saying she's a virgin, but she's carrying a baby. You know, that's not very accepted among the culture there. And so if Elizabeth didn't have that recognition within her that kicked when she saw Mary, uh, and that didn't leap within her, then she would judge everything based on her eyes and what the, the vision of what the natural was. So I, I, re, I believe that I wrote this down. I'll just say it like, like how I wrote it. It says, our ability to recognize the presence of Yeshua is based solely on what we carry through intimacy with Yahweh. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've talked about this before, but what this place, being in here, it's a magnifying. It magnifies. It's a multiplication of what we carry out there. 
So if we in our secret place, as Ben talks a lot about, in, in the intimate time are not being completely saturated with what Yahweh has for us, it, I believe that it, it will be difficult, and, and if, I'm not, if, if I don't pull any punches here, it would be impossible to recognize Yeshua as he's showing himself among this people as this gathering. I believe that the intimacy, the time that you spend away from here, and, and don't, you, you, it's not about the law. It's not about sitting there saying, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes. It's sometimes about just saying, like, I'm going to shut everything off and hear what Yahweh has. Yahweh, I desire you. I desire to be one with you. I desire to be intimate with you. What does that mean for me and you? I know it might mean something for someone else. Someone might need to lock themselves in their prayer closet. Some people need talits. Some people need to do different things. And it's individual thing. It's, it's individual for, for the individual, I guess. So it's, it's uh, I, I believe that, though, it's very important to seek that thing out, to seek ye first the kingdom. And all of the other things come with that. And, I, and so, so one of the things that I, that I, in this time I talked about earlier, um, was uh, about, uh, was about how I kind of struggled with this idea of like, man, I need to figure out what revelation, I mean, for the first couple weeks of doing this thing, before that, I mean, I had so much that Yahweh had given me, but because I wasn't even thinking on this level, I, I felt like, oh, I got to think of something that's great for the corporate, not just what I'm hearing for myself, not realizing that really what people need is just that real, like, what are you hearing, you know? And even when anybody, if you ever come up here and minister, you say something like, we don't want to hear what you have for everybody to try to impress us. We want to hear what's real to you, what's in your spirit. And that's really what, that's what's going to change things. And, and so I was, <clears throat> very beginning, very, it was, it was tearing me up. I was, uh, <clears throat> I felt like I had, I would say stuff like, you know, I'm, I'm, this is completely different, but I also had this other side of me that's sitting here saying, you've got big shoes to fill. It's like, the truth is, I never, I never was meant to wear those shoes. <clears throat> you know, no one was. He was. Apostle Ball. And, um, and, this, and I have to be me and, and carry what I carry, not what he carried. And so, but I, but I struggled with this idea. And so I had a conversation, as we've talked about before, and I say, I'll say his name a lot, but Damon Thompson, is, he's, he's a... He's a spiritual leader, an apostolic checkpoint, uh, kind of a father figure or mentor in this time for me, um, along with Apostle Aaron. But I, so I bring a lot to him, just the like practical things. And I, he's like, you know, how's, how are things going? I was like, it's going good. But if I'm honest, like, <clears throat> you know, preparing things or just really just trying to make sure I'm saying the right stuff or, uh, or you know, be who this people needs me to be, it's, it's weighing on me. It's, it's tough for me. And I don't, I want to be real, but at the same time, I'm sick of having to come up there and say, like, I just want to be real and, you know, and say something that seems so basic or whatever else, or I just, I was like, I just desire that whole thing, and, you know, I don't know if I need to start some, (laughs) some, it sounds ridiculous now, but if there needs, if there's any kind of, like, theological teaching or something that I need to kind of, you know, try to put myself through in this to, to be what I need to be for this people, and he said, Yahweh knew who you were before, before he chose you for this, and he knows who you're going to be after. And so he said, you're exactly who these people, and this is, and when I say words like this, it's, it's true to me, so I can share it to you, but it's also, I believe, for you. I'm going to share what, what I'm getting. I believe it's something that you can take, so I'm not just talking about myself here, but he also talked about, you know, 
let me, I, I went through this whole thing and said, I got, I got the best advice for you, man. I, I know exactly what's going to change the game for you. And I was like, pen and paper, like ready to go. This is going to be good. And, uh, and he said, go get coffee with your wife. And I was like, what? He said, go, go home, get off the clock and spend some time with your kids. He said, because the thing that that people needs and the thing that we really all need is not some great revelation or new word or something that's just going to change everything. We need a healthy body. We need somebody that's, that's excited about, about the future, that sees what Yahweh is showing them and has spent that intimate time with him and carries carries that intimacy that, that I've been living in, that I've been walking in for a long time now, that Yahweh's shown me, and that probably the reason that I'm here, that, uh, that gave me access to this point, that's what needs to be released. And he talked about, he's preached some of the best sermons he's ever preached, and it was, and like, he just felt like it was amazing, and he was, and he would go up to, uh, but he was, he was, it was a time where he was almost living in depression, but he had this great revelation, shared it, everybody was like, said nothing. It was just like, he got nothing from it. He was like, did y'all hear what I said? Like nothing, no, no, no kind of response, nothing, didn't change any lives, nothing, because what he carried was depression. So it doesn't matter the words you say, like that's only going to cause people to write that down and quote you every once in a while. It's about the presence that you carry within you. And he said that then there's sometimes that when, now that he's in this place of just feeling this presence, that he's spoken some words, <clears throat> Once again, he thought was amazing, and he just got this great response, and things are changing, and it's like, you know, people come up to him after, like, you know, a couple days later, and it'd be like, man, that was amazing. That was incredible. It just changed my life, and he would say, yeah, well, what was it that impacted you the most? And they'd be like, it was good. It was, it was, it was just amazing, and uh, he said, man, don't worry about that. Don't worry about, and and when when I say this, I'm saying to us, like, don't worry about when people come in here, because we've been equipped, because now you realize the, the, what that means, right? If we've been equipped, you realize the responsibility that not I, not just me, Mark Rulez up here carries, but that we carry as a body, that we all carry. So when someone walks in that door, I encourage you to focus less on the kingdom message that you just have to tell them about and all the things that might be dividing lines to make sure that we shake them up enough and we focus on the relationship that really will change their lives and we introduce them to what we're carrying inside of us so that maybe one day, maybe what, when we point them to that source from which that came from, that they'll walk in that same blessing and that same anointing. Is that not awesome? Come on. I would say this, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. Ben, if you come up here, I want you to just prophesy over us as we go out. Chris, if you want to just hit the guitar real quick. Um, um, you know, Yeshua, Yeshua was never focused on the offense. Yeshua was focused on the heart. And I think that this comes into play when we talk about this, this uh, recognition thing. Because we carry offenses that, that can keep us from entering into this, this time of peace. <clears throat> we carry uh, situations that have happened in the past that we base everything off of. It's why, the same reason why, you know, people need to call me apostle or need to call me pastor. Or need to call me, they need to, a name for something that they used to know, right? And even as people, even as, like, when we know people, when we have these relationships with people, there's so many times that we just see them. If, if you... <clears throat> You wouldn't be here, you would not be here if you 
could only receive me as the Mark Gorillas that grew up in this house. You couldn't. I mean, you might like me for a little bit, but if that is the reason you're here, if you, if you genuinely <clears throat> just like me as a person or think, you know, my, my family's cute and, and, uh, and I'm funny sometimes and I tell funny stories about my kids and it's like that and you just like me and you receive me, then you won't, you won't be here very long. Like, you will, you'll move on. It won't be real enough to you because you'll be focused on a solution, something that makes you feel good and way less focused on the source. You have to move to a place of receiving people, receiving hearts, receiving spirits in a completely different, people that have, that have left and come back, people that we see out on the street that we used to know, not to invite them back to the church and not understand that sometimes things have happened that you literally can't walk with someone again. I've experienced that to my, myself, but that doesn't mean that I can't still have, accept them for who they are today. It doesn't mean that I have to carry that offense that weights me down and, and, and keeps me out of the peace that I'm meant to be in. We need to, we need to come to a place that we receive people here, and I don't mean just here, I mean here, that we receive people here again, that we, we carry that love, that we carry that hope to this people, that we don't look for dividing lines, but we look for bridges that we can walk together, right? Like, we don't look for the, the things that we discern as wrong based on what we used to know them as, but we, we look for, for places like, where, where can this relationship build? Where, how can I receive you today? Because that's, where this, that's what we're meant to carry. It's not about you. It ain't about me. It's not. It's just, it's not. It's about him. And we're called to bring hope to this county, to Bay County. We've been given a mandate. We've been given a mission. We've been given something. It's not, something, it's not really anything we have to do. It's something about who we are. It's what we carry. It's, who, it's, what, it's what's on the inside of us. And I promise you that if you carry the offense, if you carry the fear, if you carry the, the anger, if you carry the doubt, that's what people will receive. But when you carry him, that's when you walk into situations and people are like, what is it different? What was it that just kicked on the inside of me? What, what is it that, I, that I'm recognizing as my brother Ben talks about, not recognition leads to remembrance, and I'll let him bring that whole thing, but what is it that from the days of the garden that I just recognized within myself, that I just remembered from a day that I, would never, that I wasn't walking this earth, I was just walking with him in the spirit? Man, that's, that's a cool thought. And we gotta be able to go there. We got, I mean, this thing's about the spirit. This isn't just about this like natural you know, there's, we're spirit beings first, as Telford always told me. We're spirit beings first. So um, I love y'all. I, I, hope I, uh, I hope that that touches you. I hope that changes you. I hope that that starts to continue to, to lay the groundwork for where we're going. I, I, you know, this is, we don't have, we don't have uh, a blueprint for where we're going. This is uncharted waters. Don't let anybody tell you differently. And don't, try to, don't ever try to think that we're trying to do something that's already been done. Not based on anything that we do. Because I, as I promised you the f- day one, and I'll continue to promise you, is that as a leader in this house, the only thing I'm focused on is what is Holy Ghost doing today. And introducing you and creating an environment, creating an environment for the King to show himself strong among us. It's not about me. It's not about the words I speak. It's not about who I am. It's just about what we all carry. And in this place, as we, as we walk in intimacy with him, 
day to day, and we come together as a corporate gathering, let's let that thing magnify. Amen?